just kind of resigned to the fact that it's like, should I just like keep my mouth shut and survive the next few years and retire? Or should I just say, fuck it and find something else? Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, it just gets worse. Dance, monkey, dance. Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? I'm doing good. I'm getting ready for the big holiday this week. Yeah. You don't normally like people, so what are you doing for Thanksgiving? I'm going to make myself a turkey. (laughs) (laughs) A whole turkey, or are you going to do like a Cornish game? I'll do a breast. Okay. No, I'll do like a turkey breast. Get three or four meals out of it. There you go. Is it like the end of Christmas oh, yeah. story where you like make all kinds of Christmas or um, make all kinds of turkey stuff afterwards? Yes. Turkey sandwiches yes. and turkey hash and turkey whatever. Turkey pan, turkey pancakes, <laughs> turkey pudding. That's gross. Yeah, all that stuff. Hey, turkey pudding sounds better than flan. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Oh, that's funny. Well, that's good. Should be a yeah. quiet Thanksgiving here, so. Yeah. Really? Well. Everybody's going away? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Are you going to go do some Black Friday shopping on the weekend? Or do it all from your computer? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't get up and go out like like it used to be. I mean, the town that I grew up in is famous for Black Friday tramplings. So it ah. was never a thing <laughs> that we did as a family. Like, and I don't think I don't think my parents ever got up early and and went Black Friday shopping either. Yeah. Um most of most of the Christmases growing up I was handed a JCPenney Christmas catalog and was okay. told what the budget was and looked flipped through it in the toy section to see if I could creatively get as many gifts as I could for uh-huh. Christmas so Black Friday was never really a thing for me mm-hmm. so are you going Black Friday shopping? Are you going to get up early? Oh, not in person. No. <laughs> but I've been looking at the ads, and there's really not too much out there I want. Yeah, I mean, and that's the other thing. Like, you have to find something you want, and, like, it's not like it's back when, like, you know, the can opener was five bucks and there were only three of them right. in the store. Right, like, right. They're looking to make as much money as they can, so they're going to try to sell as many as they can. 
But I mean, I've even looked on like the the Amazon stuff for like their upcoming Black Friday sale, and I don't really see anything either. Yeah. No, there's not much that caught my eye this year. No, I mean, unless you want like Amazon branded crap. Yeah. I don't really see or like, you know, I see a lot of the stuff that, that they're advertising is like, hey, you can buy a new iPhone. Well, it's actually the last generation of iPhone. But if you want like a reconditioned one, we can give that to you. It's like, no. yeah, no, thanks. And any nope, big stuff, like it. I wouldn't, I'd, I don't think I'd buy a TV off of Amazon. Like, I don't think that would survive the trip very well. Yeah. Although know, there's certain things. I did buy a pretty expensive 3D printer a couple of months ago that had a glass top and a glass door and that survived. So I don't know. You can buy a really crappy Amazon tablet. Mm, no thanks. <laughs> I've got a a a dead Samsung. I guess it's a Galaxy tablet. Yeah. That I I never took out of the box. <laughs> And because it was like, oh, if you buy this phone, then you can get this for free. It's like, like free, free or free. And I got to add 10 more lines to it. And it's like, no, it's free, free. <laughs> so I pulled it out of the box. I figured, oh, I could use this like as a little, little monitor. Yeah. But the battery is dead. Oh. So I'm debating. It's like, do I spend the 12 bucks on Amazon to buy a new battery and replace it? I mean, I guess it depends on what you'd use it for. If you were, if yeah, if you're gonna use it for like a Netflix watching thing in bed or like, no, 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 then I don't know. Or what you do is you spend the twelve bucks, you replace the battery, and then you sell it. Well, there you go. And you make some money off of it. Make some money off it. Yeah. Could be like, look, brand new battery. Yeah. Hmm, that might be the option. There you go. Glad I could help. <laughs> well, thank you. No problem. Have you uh, caught up on your TV watching yet? I've done some TV watching. It was another very hectic week at work as was it? a lot of car ads needed to be made for Black Friday. Oh. Because apparently car sales are hurting again this year, so they are pulling out all stops in order to sell shit. Uh So if you're looking for a car, Black Friday might be a good chance to get a good deal. Really? Yeah. Um, A a lot of them are doing um, incentives of, like, lower APRs, and um, if you take... Um, you know, if you take the short term deal, so whatever that is, like 36 months, it's a lot of them are going back to 0% APR. So, you know, if you can, if you can make those payments, right. You know, then that's, that's a decent deal. Um, so I've only, I've only been able to catch up on a couple things. I caught up on doom patrol. 
and saw the okay. ending to that. Um, okay. I'm not going to lie. Teared up a little bit at the end. Yeah. Um, it was a very sentimental kind of ending. It was. It was everybody gets their moment to shine. It's it's everybody is in a good place at the end for the most part. Um, unless unless you work at the ant farm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it really felt to me like it was it it felt like it was planned out. Um, and I don't yeah. know whether or not that was a, hey, we're not going to renew you for another season, so you need to write an ending. Or, right. um, you know, we know you've shot an an episode for the ending, but you guys need to come up with something else. Um, there was a lot going on that I felt was written in a way... Um, that made me think that they had tacked on, they were given the time to tack on an ending because the Immortus plot line gets wrapped up very early in this episode. Right. And it becomes a, we're going to say goodbye to everybody now. Yes. Um, and it was, you know, these characters that we followed for the last four seasons have been through a lot together and to see them react to, um, um, Oh God. Why do I always brain fart when I'm talking about this shit? Um, what's her name? The stretching woman, Rita, Rita, God damn it. To see them react to Rita's death. And the, the, what you think is going to be a poignant funeral and it turned into this, well, she liked to drink and her getting like upset about it and then going to wherever she's going to go to her final resting place, which I guess is with their, the guy that she met at the ant farm. Right. Like that was all very poignant. And then I was like, like I teared up a little bit for that. And then it got to Cliff's part Mm -hmm. and being able to see not only his daughter's life, but his grandson's life too. Right. And then him powering down or dying or whatever, whatever you want to take it as like, I don't know. That just kind of hit me in a way that I kind of wasn't expecting. Mm -hmm. And for a show that's about a bunch of really oddball superheroes, I thought it was done really, really well. Yeah, it was, it was, it wasn't a depressing kind of sad. It was just kind of a, you know, Oh, it's over. Yeah. You know, it's not like waiting at the lighthouse to find out that there really was no story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And I just love Michelle Gomez. I wish she got more stuff to do. Yeah, I feel like she's been introduced to American audiences through this and through Doctor Mm -hmm. Who. 
but I feel like she's a much bigger celebrity in England. Right. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that she's had the opportunity to be introduced to American audiences, but I don't know if she'll ever be as big here as she deserves to be. Why did that not click over? Um, well, she's done a few things in the U.S., but not a lot. She did a Law and Order. She was on that Kelly Cuoco series called The Flight Attendant. Yeah. She did nine episodes of that. She did 36 episodes of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Which was on Netflix. That's odd. Well, I've never. I think I've watched one episode of that. So. Yeah. Good amount of animation. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely. I. I th- I think that. Oh, apparently she was in all all the episodes of Sabrina. So, maybe you just didn't recognize oh. her. Was she Probably. like one of the ants or something? Mary. I don't Warden? know because no. I don't know because this isn't the Carissa. What's her name? Right. Melissa like, Joan Hart. This is like the dark one, right? Version. Right. This is part of the the uh, the rebranding of Riverdale. <laughs> But yeah, she is only five foot three and a half. Oh wow! A tiny, tiny little woman. I mean, I noticed that they always had her in heels and stuff. So, yeah. But I think I think one of the strengths of Doom Patrol was the cast. I think. Oh, definitely. I think her and April Bowlby. I think that's how you say her last name. And mm-hmm. um, um, you know, Brendan Fraser and. Matt Bomer and all of them were just like seemed like they weren't there just for a paycheck that it wasn't there just for like a show that like they kind of gravitated towards those characters and I think it it showed and I feel like they made those decisions to kill off those characters too because like if they were to ever reboot this like you can't beat Brendan Fraser as the voice of Cliff right right and so, like, I think they'd have to go in a different direction. But, yeah, I mean, of all the things that DC TV has put out, I truly feel like Doom Patrol was the most consistent and, like, best thing that they ever did. Hmm. Yeah, I would agree. And I think because there weren't a lot of preconceived notions going into it, you know, it wasn't a, another reboot of the Batman saga. It was, you know, something that had a cult following, which means it wasn't really a, you know, a big blockbuster kind of movie. Yeah. Or and, series. And we like, I think we talked about like, um, you know, knowing some of, of the Doom Patrol lore of like, how are they ever going to do a character called Danny the ambulance or, you know, right. Danny the street or, you know, 
any of the the weird stuff, but they so leaned into it and was just like, "Hey, it's a thing." Like, like it's we're gonna we're gonna have a guy who can flex and give you different emotions, and he's gonna flex and he's gonna give everybody an orgasm, and right. we're just gonna deal with it like it's normal, right? And so, like, I I always appreciated that it was like the sex ghost thing. It was just like. Hey, we're just going to do sex ghosts and that's just a thing in this universe. And so I, I don't know. I always liked that. I always thought that they deserved more than what they got. Yes. Cause whenever I talk to people, it was always like, Oh, that's a weird show. And it's like, but it's a great show. Like, don't, don't think of it as weird. Think just like lean into it. Mm-hmm. It'll be great. Yeah. Well, one less series to not look forward to anymore. Yeah, I know. Have you tried watching Frasier yet? I haven't. The last two episodes, there's some laugh out loud funny in them. Really? The, in fact, this, I think it's number seven was the most recent one. Lilith shows up again. Okay. And just the way they work off each other, it, it was just hilarious. So like the old show? Just like the old show. Yep. Okay. Yep. I wonder if they had stronger actors in the supporting roles. It would be better. I mean, do you think do you think that's where it's lacking is the supporting cast? Yeah, because they're not the same as has Martin and Niles and Daphne and Roz. I mean, none of these characters are really I don't know if they're if it's the actors or if it's just not written well. Like one of the actors is the son of Niles and Daphne and He's he's neurotic like his father, but like not enough. Okay. So it's kind it's kind of weak. It's kind of weak. And Fraser's son's not that great of a character. It's kind of weird. I wonder. I mean, I'm, I I hope they find their groove. Okay. I I mean, I wonder if they were told to write it to give Kelsey Grammer more of the spotlight and like not make his strong characters, you know, nobody overshadows Mm. Kelsey type thing. I would hope not. Well, you know, when egos are involved, shit happens. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. I mean, there's so much opportunity to, to have cameos from the original cast well, didn't a lot but of them not want to do it? Uh, David Hyde Pierce and Jane Leaves didn't want to do it. Okay. I thought Roz was supposed to be back, but maybe that was a different incarnation of it. Yeah, maybe. But, yeah. So, maybe if it finishes strong, it'll uh, get renewed. Or not. <laughs> Uh, 
Have you watched the this week's uh, Santa Claus? Yes. <laughs> it's it's not as good as the last one. So I don't know if they've run out of ideas or what. Well, something that I noticed is a problem that we talked about with the Willow TV show. They uh-huh. have made Santa Claus unlikable. Yeah. They they have gone and made Tim Allen and I don't know if it's if it's him wanting to act a different way or whatever, but like I look at at the way he's acting in this and I'm like he's not a likable character anymore. No. And it's fucking Santa Claus. Like what the hell? Yeah. And so I th- I I know that they're harping on this like, hey, the son's going to be the new Santa Claus and like he's right. in training, but like his girlfriend breaks up with him and oh, now he doesn't want to do it anymore. And I think we talked about last week, like he's not even in this episode, but um, what's his name? Um, fluffy guy. Gabriel. Fluffy guy. Fluffy guy. The guy that, that oh Gabriel Iglesias yes I like we both think that he's going to end up being the new Santa Claus by the end of this right um but there's got to be a better way to get there than let's let's make the main character of three movies and a TV show unlikable now yeah like even even Mrs Claus is not likable this season. And I don't, I don't know no. what their thinking is. Yeah. Unless they're going to segue to a, uh, a, uh, Magnus series. I will tell you, Eric Stone Street is the best part of the show. He is. Well, and, and his elf. And his elf. Those two characters his elf. are by are hands down the best thing that's going for this season so far. I know we're only yep. three episodes in, and I don't know if it's how many episodes are at, there actually is to this. Right. But I think hiring him and the elf are probably the best um the best decision that they made. Uh, there's going to be six, I guess. Six episodes. Yeah. So we're halfway through. Uh, I also really like, um, the witch. Mabafana. Yes. Laura Sanjian Como. Yes. I, I think she's very funny and I think that she's, one of the highlights of this. I don't like either kid. Um, I think the elves are okay, but uh, they're not like great. Yeah. And I've never been a big Tracy Morgan fan. So the whole Easter bunny thing was a little off putting. Yeah. He's not a good actor. No, no, I think they're lucky to have Eric stone street. Yep. And um, his little elf pal to lighten the, the tone of the show. Right.
Did you see they released pictures of, I guess, the Modern Family cast got together recently? And it's now fueling Ev- speculation? Oh, that's exciting. Of like Not. A, like a limited, you know, right run of Modern Family type thing? Right. Uh, could be interesting. So, yeah. I don't know. I guess I'll go through the other three of these episodes and just see what happens. That's not like there's a hell of a lot to watch. No. I also started watching the boys spinoff, Gen V. Oh, yeah. Have you watched that? No. Okay. I, I gave up on the boys after the... Uh, the uh, Nazi superhero <laughs> getting her body blown to bits. Uh, well, I mean, this is more of the same of what everybody loves about the boys. It's violent. It's gross. It's um, way over the top with like sexual stuff. Right. And so like my kid had asked me a couple of weeks ago whether or not I felt she could watch the boys because I guess people at school had been talking about it. And I was like, no way. There's no way that it's appropriate for you right now. And so I explained to her a couple of things in one of the seasons and she was like, yeah, I don't really want to watch that. And so I was like, oh, I should start watching Gen V because, you know, maybe that'll tie into the next season of the boys. And there is a character, a female character who gets little, not like, not in the way like Ant-Man does, but like, um, she's got to throw up in order for her to get like small. And so there's a scene where she's in the bathroom. She, she wants to hook up with a guy and he asks if she'll get small for him. And so she's like, yeah, hang on. So she goes and she starts like throwing up in the toilet and stuff and, the next shot is her <laughs> is a full shot of this dude's dick with her straddling like like hanging on like has both legs wrapped around it and hanging on the top God. and like like jumping up and down on it and then she's like kicking his nuts and stuff and I'm like okay there are some things where I, like even me like in all my liberal liberal views and my world stuff, I'm like, that may be a little too far. So it's that that's what you can expect if you want to watch Gen V. Yeah, see, I'm just not into it. <laughs> I think it went too far for me and it was like, yeah, it's enough. Did you ever see the character in the boys that was like had the giant penis? Yes. Okay. At the what was it called? Like the the convention they were having. Well, I think they he, they break him out of like a facility at some at, in the beginning, and then I think oh. he shows up there. Okay. But they go back to that facility, and that makes a, a cameo up against the mm. window. Kind of like if you know, you know, type thing. Well, good for them. Yeah. 
Did you watch anything new this week? Uh, I did. I just started watching something called Blue Eye Samurai. Okay. Which is animated, um, hour-long episodes. It's really beautiful. But I've only watched the first episode, and it was kind of slow for me. Okay. But huge Japanese-American cast, George Takei, um, Randall Park, um, the guy who was in um, Heroes, okay. Ming-Na Wen. So it's kind of it's interesting. It's it's about this woman who's half Japanese, half American. So she's got blue eyes, and she's kind of you know off doing samurai things. Yeah, it looks very traditionally animated. It does, and I'm I can't quite figure out if it's 3D but then flattened. That's what it kind of looks because, like to me. Because there's one scene where they're in a in a a bar and and she's um, having faux or yeah, fa or fo. whatever, and um, she she puts the bowl up to her face to slurp it, and it's like it looks 3D, but then it doesn't look 3D. <laughs> so yeah. And it may be a combination. It may be um, like 3D generated backgrounds over and having like 2D animated stuff over it. Yeah, it could be. Um, I know that there's a lot of shows produced recently that are like that or they'll do 2D animation with 3D props and things so they don't have to like when there are like fluid sims and things that would be traditionally difficult to animate, they can do those quickly in a 3d sim and then just overlay it. Hmm. And there's enough cell shaders and stuff to make it look animated. Okay. Yeah. I'd say it's worth checking out. Okay. I mean, it looks very pretty. It does. It does. Um, I also watched this um, Christmas movie called Dashing Through the Snow with Ludacris. <laughs> did you really watch that movie? I really did. Okay. It, it's cute. It's not what I'd call good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it's it's a kind of cute Christmas movie and um yeah so I've only ever seen Ludacris in the Fast and Furious movies how does he do as a right. straight up actor oh horrible <laughs> he, he's got no energy and it's like okay he's kind of like divorced dad and you know does he's I guess he's kind of like a a counselor Okay. Because he 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 meets little 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 Rel Howie is Santa Claus or or is Nick? Okay. And um, he think he thinks that he's that he needs some some uh, mental support kind of help. Okay. 
and that's kind of how they meet and um yeah you know it's the the divorced mom and dad and dad throws himself into his work so he's not around for the kid and the mother makes him take the kid for a night <laughs> and uh you know they go on an adventure so is nick actually santa claus though yeah uh yes oh that's gonna drive republicans crazy black santa claus isn't it that's if, right if he was in a wheelchair i think they'd be boycotting this movie <laughs> Yeah. So now I'm looking forward for to the uh, the new Eddie Murphy movie on Amazon. Because <laughs> it looks really dark to me. So it's like, that could be interesting. You know, he goes into like this magical Christmas shop and kind of signs away his soul. Oh. So it's like, that sounds like a fun holiday movie. Damn. When When is that coming out? Uh, shortly. <laughs> yeah, very soon. I thought it was out already. It might be like one of those December 5th things. Okay. Uh, and that is, where is it? Uh, is that Candy Cane Lane? Yes. Okay. Uh, 1st of December. I'll go first. Okay. Yeah. A man is determined to win the neighborhood's annual Christmas decorating contest. He makes a pact with an elf to help him win, and the elf casts a spell that brings the 12 days of Christmas to life, which brings unexpected yes. chaos to town. I'm certainly glad that I don't live on a block that's like that. No? No. Although it's nice to see them using Wisteria Lane for the... <laughs> the back lot yeah because one of those houses is a monster house yes that's funny uh, have, have you seen the new Old Navy commercials with um, Natasha Leone? I've seen some of them yeah she's just weird <laughs> well, I mean, she's been a child actor from like a real young yep. age. So Hollywood has really done a number on her. Yeah. But she's still doing the same. Um, character she's playing in that other show she was doing. The you poker know, the face one? one? Poker face. Or, that's it. Or Russian doll. No, Poker Face. Poker Face. Yeah, it's... I think she got success with it. And so, like, yeah. she's trying to ride that as like as long as she can. Yep. Um, I did see a really fucked up commercial for Old Spice this week. Okay. Um, it has a computer-generated Dolph Lundgren... And it's yes, he's he's he throws Jean Claude Van Damme over a like a railing, and then yes. he's holding on to him, and he starts to sweat. Yes, and the sweat shoots out at at uh, Van Damme. Yes. I was like, "What the fuck is going on here? 
what why <laughs> why do they keep showing this like it just kept going and getting like more intense the sweat and I was like what the fuck man yeah this is gross so yeah that was the first time I ever saw that commercial I was like who okayed this yes at what point was it like okay this is what we're doing and tis the season for sentimental holiday commercials oh yeah have you seen the one with with the three old ladies going sledding no oh it's cute I've I've already seen the um, the Eminem making Santa Claus pass out commercial. Oh, I haven't seen that. And I think I've seen the Hershey's Kiss Bell one already. But they've been playing that the Bell one for fucking forever. Right. If it works, it works. Why why reinvent the wheel? I guess. I mean, they spent so much money on it to begin with. Right. Right. It's like the Publix commercial with the uh, salt and pepper shakers, the pilgrims. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get those here too. So I wanted to ask you about the casting for Fantastic Four. Okay. And what you actually think of what who who they're saying is going to be the cast. Right. Um, I'm pretty sure that we talked about wanting a bunch of unknowns. Right. Um, but they're going full bore with, um, Pedro Pascal as Reed Richards. Right. And I don't know how to feel about that. I don't know. I don't see him in that role. Well, so one of the, one of the big rumors is they're about to get rid of Kang. Right. They're going to dump him They're gonna, and bring in Dr. Doom. Well, but um, apparently Reed Richards has also had an issue with his variants in the comic books. Okay. And so they oh, feel okay. like they can just take Kang out and put Reed Richards in. So not only huh? would Pedro Pascal be playing a good guy, but he would also be playing a bad guy at the same time. Which is why they decided on a name instead of um, an unknown. Right. But then I look at the rest of the cast and like Vanessa Kirby has done, who's going to be Sue Storm, has been in a bunch of the um, Mission Impossible movies with Tom Cruise. Right. And so she's not really an unknown. Then you got Joseph Quinn, who's playing Johnny Storm, who found fame in Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and Javier Bardem playing Galactus 
Right. Like just it's now no longer a like we, let's get a cast that's going to ride this to the end. It's now some of these people are going to become problems later on when they decide that they don't want to spend 10 years making these films anymore. Right. right. And so I don't know. I, I I don't know if it's Marvel fatigue. I don't know if it's just like not wanting Pedro Pascal to be in another, another genre film. Okay. Because like he does this, what does that do to Mandalorian? What does that do to the last of us? What does that do to, you know, any of the other shit that he's supposed to be signed on to now? Well, he's not coming back for Mandalorian. Except as a voice. Supposedly. Is that what it is? I don't know. They've never, they haven't announced any of the plans, so I don't really know anymore. Right. Yeah, because all I saw was something that said he's not coming back. I mean, I it would it would be hard to believe that like like they would continue the show and not have Din Djarin show up at some point. Yeah, use a sound alike. I guess. Like the first thing you see is he gets kicked in the throat. There you go. And then he's like, I just don't sound the same anymore. <laughs> yes. So apparently unless that's an indication. Go ahead. I was going to say, unless that's an indication of a new direction Mandalorian is going in. Possibly. I mean, according to Brendan Wayne, who is the on screen body right. of him, he's saying that filming for season four is getting ramped up. Okay. Um, but I, I guess there is a lot of concern over whether or not Pascal's coming back for it. Hmm. Something interesting. I mean, it would be nice to I have mean, some it, kind of confirmation about what's going on. Right. Uh, so, Ooh, this just in. Go ahead. Breaking news. Breaking news. We interrupt this broadcast. That's going to be days old, but go ahead. <laughs> Uh, Rosalind Carter has passed away. Oh. 96. I'd say that's a good life. Yeah, that's a good long life. Now I wonder how soon Jimmy's going to go. I was just going to ask you they're, that. Because they're, ho- they're both in hospice. Well, she's not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I would assume this is one of those he's going to die of a broken heart. Yeah, I mean, I think they're one of those couples that were like born to be together yeah. and neither one can go on without the other. I I agree. I I think that I know that they pulled them both out of hospice to go to some kind of peanut festival a couple of like a month ago. <laughs> yeah. And so like they weren't looking good back then. And if she went yeah. downhill that quickly and he asked where she is and they had to explain to him 
Yeah. That she's no longer there. I can't picture him being around very much longer. No. They no. Were, they were married for 77 years. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. That's kind of incredible. Uh, have you seen the trailer for the Batman Christmas special? No. There's a Batman Christmas special? It's going to be on Prime. And uh, what's it called? Merry Little Batman. Oh, Jesus. In which this Christmas, Damian Wayne wants to be a superhero like his dad, the one and only Batman. When Damien is left home alone while Batman takes on Gotham's worst supervillains on Christmas Eve, he stumbles upon a villainous plot to steal Christmas and leaps at the chance to save the day. What is that animation style? I don't know. It's really weird. It, it, I don't know. It, it, mm, kind of reminds me of Mad Magazine a little bit. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the the trailer is kind of funny, so I'm going to hold off, you know, final uh, criticism of it. I mean, I know time marches on and, like, people want to use the IP for stuff. But right. I don't know, ever since Kevin Conroy died and... Yeah. Hamill has stepped away from the Joker. I just, I'm not as interested in like the animated stuff as I used to be. Yeah. James Cromwell is Alfred. Okay. Yeah. Luke Wilson is Bruce Wayne. Uh. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to watch the trailer later and see. Batman's running around yeah, with just, a beard? Like Yes. Yes, because he, he decided not to use the bat razor that morning. <laughs> but yeah. Um we're also finally getting the release of the Star Wars holiday documentary. Where is that coming out? Uh, December 5th. It doesn't say where it is on, unless they're just selling it on streaming. It says it's on streaming, digital, and Blu-ray DVD. Hmm. Because I'm really looking forward to this. That whole special was just such a hot mess. It is definitely going to be an interesting peek behind what actually happened. Mm -hmm. Because nobody talks about it. Nobody, none of the actors involved want to talk about it. Lucas doesn't want to talk about it. So it's, it'll be well, interesting to see what these people can like actually dig up. Well, at one point, Anthony Daniels said that Lucas told them not to talk about it. I could, I could see that. But it had kind of a weird um, beginning. The holiday special itself? 
Yeah, because there was a Star Wars episode of the Donnie and Marie show. Okay. And Lucas really liked it, so he wanted to continue that kind of variety show format. That's weird. So, I mean, it the Donnie Marie thing is is pretty bad. I mean, Donnie and Maria, Luke and Leia, Chris Christopherson is Han. <laughs> um, Paul Lind is the Imperial officer. Jesus. Mm, it's very weird. I mean, I don't know how much of the stuff that they did around Star Wars was good. I mean, I think Hamill on the Muppets was okay. But, I mean, all of that other stuff, it was just, like, the Star Wars disco album all seemed, yes, like, I all mean, that shit always sounded like cash grabs. Yeah. Although I really like the Christmas album. With John Bon Jovi singing about R2-D2? Yes. Yeah. I know that album. What can you get a Wookiee for Christmas? Nothing, because they celebrate Life Day. Yes. Which apparently there's now a Chewbacca Life Day figure. With the with like the red, the red robe, robe and he's holding the little <laughs> rememberal or whatever the hell it is. Which is so funny in the actual holiday special because it's just, um, it's just Peter Mayhew without the body on. Like yes. He's just got the head on and then the red robe and it's like, okay, that mm. doesn't look weird at all. <laughs> <laughs> TV classic of what happens when you try to uh, monetize an IP. Uh, yes. I'd like to think we've learned from that, but you know, we still get shit all the time. Yep. Yep. So according to the website, it's in select theaters now. So probably New York and LA. You can you can pre-order the digital, pre-order the Blu-ray, and pre-order the DVD, and it's going to be on digital and home video on December 5th. So I don't think it's going to be wow. streaming. At least not this year. Yeah. The theatrical screenings are in Australia, New York, San Francisco, Denver, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, Chicago, <laughs> Boston, Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, that's okay. That's a weird mm. fucking grouping. Hmm. You think they're they're hoping to get consideration for a documentary at the Oscars? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's got a big thing that says South by Southwest World Premiere 2023 on the website. So, ah, uh, I'm assuming that 
they're going to try everything that they can and they'll probably win since it's about star wars right that's weird I stumbled across the 1978 TV special, The Making of Superman, the movie. Okay. It's it's kind of interesting. So, so like the TV special for when it came out and like here's a behind the scenes look? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's like an hour special, so it was probably an hour and a half with commercials. Who hosted it? Uh, nobody really hosted it. Okay. There's a you know a bunch of behind the scenes clips. There's footage of um, Marlon Brando as Jarrell. Uh, there's interviews with the cast. Hmm. Okay. It's just kind of interesting. I mean, it was pretty revolutionary for the time. Right. I mean, they built that entire campaign around, you'll believe a man can fly. Right. And I will like a lot of that stuff is very well done for 1978. And I was so one of the things I did get to watch this week is because I'm 3D printing the the Rocketeer stuff. Yeah, I rewatched the Rocketeer. And I was very surprised at the level of um, in camera work that they did for the Rocketeer. Okay. So there's all the shots of like, you know, the Rocketeer flying and um, that is obviously like a small scale miniature of Billy Campbell in the suit. Right. That is filmed against a blue screen and like is being puppeteered and stuff. But then there's this entire other section um, that is a dude dressed as the Rocketeer falling off a biplane. Okay. Or um, there's there's one shot that I'm still trying to figure out how they did is when he first puts on the jetpack to save the guy in the biplane. There's a shot of the Rocketeer flying over the crowd that is from pretty much the center of his back forward. That looks like they strapped him to either a plane or whatever and put the camera behind him. Because it doesn't look like an effect shot. It looks like an in-camera shot. And so this entire sequence happens where he's trying to get to the biplane. And so there's a guy dressed as the Rocketeer walking on the wing of the biplane. And then the biplane turning to the side and him just falling off of it. And knowing that like dude's got a parachute or something underneath the jet pack itself. And there's an entire sequence built around this. And I was like, like super impressed of all the times they either had that or somebody on wires or somebody like when they're, when they're in this, the South seas club 
and he's trying to escape the bad guys. He's up on a wire with something, whether it's lighting or whatever, but like he goes up against the wall and the fire is reflected onto the wall, which was not really done in the early nineties. Like they would have just painted the fire on kind of frame by frame and not worried about like light casting or whatever. Right. So it was really interesting to see as like a film shot in like 1990 of what they were thinking about in order to make the shots believable. And, you know, when I, when I moved to Florida, they had the, um, what do they, what do they call that? Um, the pug cafe Movie studios. No, the, was it the pug cafe? The, the big dog. A bulldog bulldog cafe. That's what it is. They yeah. had, the, they had the bulldog cafe on the, on the, uh, backstage tour at a uh, Disney MGM. Right. They, they had a bunch of those props like in the IFC, um, and backstage tour cues and stuff. Yep. So like the rocketeer has always been one of my favorite movies. And looking back on it, like, because you've watched stuff with nostalgia colored glasses where it's like, this is going to be great. And then you watch it and like, this sucks. Yeah. Like, why did I ever watch this? But like, I weird, I weirdly feel like the rocketeer holds up. It's a nice, like, you know, pulp serial Saturday morning, like, you know, like it's a throwback to that. Right. And I see why they, they took uh, the director and, and made him do, um, well, they, they didn't make him do it, but like they had him do the first Captain America movie. Yes. Because he, it's, it's the same type of timeline and stuff, just, you know, different universe or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I, I, really kind of enjoyed it well good I've always liked that movie especially the self seas club yeah I mean it's so like it, it's done in so many of those like old timey movies about like old old movie stars and stuff mm-hmm and like I love the scene where they're they're shooting the the sword fight and they've got the music actually playing yep. and like you know all the shit going on in the backgrounds and stuff like that's kind of the way you made movies back then right it's not really done that way anymore So yeah, I also watched, um, rewatched part of Gladiator, the Russell Crowe film. Yeah. Um, that, that beginning is another throwback to old Hollywood where it's hundreds of extras on a field being directed to run at each other and fight and stuff. And it would all be CG these days. So. Right, it's, right. And that was only 20 
something years ago. I think that came out in 2000. So it's definitely a, um, which I mean, 23 years ago doesn't seem like that long ago, but I guess it is. Cause there's that, you know, the movie math of if they remade back to the future today, they'd be going back to 1993. Right. <laughs> that doesn't make me feel old at all. <laughs> that would be my kid coming back in time and meeting me in high school. It's weird. Well, that would be a twist. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows if she'd even recognize me. Although I was weird back then too, so there's a chat. She probably knew you right away. <laughs> that's him. That's my dad. It's my dad dressed as a hobbit. <sighs> yeah, that's him. I don't know if I ever dressed as a hobbit back then. I did have a Batman costume though. There's not a picture of you dressed as a hobbit at the movie theater. No, that's um that's Braveheart. There was there was a year I dressed like Braveheart and there was a year that I dressed like Robin Hood. Oh, okay. But Hey, it was fun. It's still fun to get dressed up. Sure. It's always fun to escape the real world. <laughs> If we only we could do it more. Yeah. Good times. All right. You got anything else for this week? No, I don't. Hit everything on my list. So, okay, before we go... Um, the article on Rosalind Carter has a statement from Jimmy Carter. Okay. Um, do you think that he, they wrote this a long time ago? Um, or do you think like they told him and he had enough wherewithal to write a statement? Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe they both wrote statements about each other, knowing Possibly. that, you know, the end is near. Yeah, I could probably see Yeah, that. that's kind of weird, because he's in his 90s, too, and he's not doing well, but... But he is at home, unless they've moved him recently. I thought they were both in hospice. He's getting hospice care at home. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll see if we're talking about him next week. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. 
But he's he's how old is he? Is he ninety nine? Is he that old? Well, she was ninety six. Or is he ninety nine? He's ninety nine. Yep. A lot of these people don't make it to a hundred. So we'll see. Yeah. 99 and 96. I don't want to live to be that old. Married for 77 years. Yep. That's crazy. All right. Well, on that sad note, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Facebook and YouTube and listen to your listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. Yippee-i-yo-ki-yay, nutter butter. <laughs> <laughs>